contracts, salary caps. Why do our favorite teams make some of the moves they do? It's usually the money. It's time for the business of sports with Andrew Brandt. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome back to another edition of the business of sports with Andrew Brandt. Brought to you by Bet Online. It's the biggest names, the biggest teams, biggest moments are all happening. In October, we've got Major League Baseball playoffs, we've got NFL, we've got college football. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook expert and exclusive partner of the Podcast One Sportsnet. So use promo code PODCAST1, all caps, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-O-N-E, you get a 50% sign-up bonus. BetOnline.ag. Now, the Business of Sports podcast, I saw an article in USA Today about the Trump effect, or lack thereof, on NFL ratings last year, everything going on with him saying negative things about NFL players, about NFL owners, all they clapped back last year, at least short term, when they were joining arms, the owners were with NFL players, all the effect. Is there a Trump effect? Are the ratings different in Trump country or Clinton country or neither country? He looks at all that Matt Wynn does and explains it on the Business of Sport podcast. Coming up now, Matt Wynn from USA Today. Matt, welcome and thanks for being with me. And what a what an interesting and investigative piece you wrote this morning. Well, thank you. And really, thank you for having us. I'll sort of give you a blank canvas to sort of talk about what did you want to find out with the research that you did about President Trump's attack on NFL players and whether it affected popularity, prosperity ratings. And what was the, the 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 impetus to do this, and what'd you find out? Yeah, well, you know, it's an interesting question. It came down actually from uh, one of our investigative vendors who was thinking this is a question that everyone kind of has in the back of their mind. This isn't unique to people who care about sports and sports business. This is everyone saw this happening. This was a major issue. I mean, we had uh, the president calling for NFL owners to fire players. We had teams where the owners were coming out on the field and taking a knee along with their players. So this was a massive deal. Um, and what was the impact? What actually happened? Did we see people turning away? Um, did they turn out more? I mean, what actually was happening while all of that was going on? Um, so what we did is we reached out to a group called Comscore, uh, and they were new to mm-hmm. me, but they're kind of like Nielsen. They, they do ratings and they also break it down at the market by market level. So you can look within the, uh, they're called designated market areas, I think. And there's about 200 right. of them across the country. You can look market by market at a program and see what the rating is, how many TVs in that market were turned to that station at that time to watch that show. Uh, we coupled that with election results from 2016, just simple kind of uh, uh, blunt instrument there. Was this Trump country? Was this Clinton country? And then based on that, what could we say? We have now two years worth of data. We've got every, we looked only at Sunday night football games because they're national. It's kind of apples to apples. Um, And we had the political lean. And with that, we could try to make some inferences about what was going on and why it was happening. That was our goal. That was our edict. See what was going on and if there was anything we could say about it. There was a slight drop uh, in strong Trump country, but it, it was not that much bigger than the drop we saw in strong Clinton country, and it was about the same we saw in places that didn't really feel strong about either candidate. So this didn't appear to be a political issue at all. And what's more, it was completely wiped out if the home team was any good. So it really came down to performance more than Trump, Clinton, or no no country at all. But if you could go into the methodology a little bit as to what is or was 
Trump country versus Clinton country? Is it simply winning the election in that marketplace? I mean, we looked at it both ways. Uh, we really going in and I should be completely frank about that. We had this data. We pushed and pulled and twist this a million ways to try and say, are we being completely fair about this? Is this meaningful? Are we saying this bar too high or too low? And the numbers we came up with really end up being that simplest was the best. Um, mm-hmm. We just called any place that if a candidate won by double digits, uh, strong Trump or strong Clinton. So if, if okay. Clinton got, you, you know, I mean, 10% is not small. Uh, and everything else we called just toss up, um, which I think is pretty fair. At that point, you're talking complete blowout. Right. Uh, and to be honest, what's kind of interesting, I mean, we have that, that big picture that I just mentioned there where this drop was relatively slight. It was seriously less than a percentage point in strong Trump country. Um, that's how much the ratings fell. What's sort of interesting, though, is we have these, again, there's 200 markets. We only got 37 uh, to analyze. That included almost every NFL market, but only 10 non-NFL markets. So mm. I think we can say something pretty strong about what was going on in places that have NFL teams. Uh, it's a little you know, we didn't have great data on the places that don't have NFL teams. We had 10 places and they included Little Rock and Oklahoma City, which are places that, not surprisingly, went overwhelmingly for Trump um, and their viewership really fell off the, the table. Um, 20% declines in both. Is that because they were Cowboys country and the Cowboys kind of stunk? Or is it because they were also Trump country or is it a combination or was there something else going on? I don't know. Uh, if there is an argument to be made that there was an effect, though, a uh, Trump effect, those would be the kind of places that you'd have to look to to, make, to see if it happened. Yeah, you talk about some of those Trump markets that had the worst declines over the uh, over the ratings. You talk about Phoenix, of course, Houston, Indianapolis, yeah. and then you mentioned the Dallas mm-hmm. markets. The obvious connection, all those teams last year, they stunk. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I guess the you know the question always boils down to, we see that they stunk. The Trump effect maybe had something to do with it. Maybe it didn't. I guess I'm posing to you, if the Colts, the Texans, the Cowboys, and the Cardinals were good last year, do you think we'd be talking about any of that? I really don't. I mean, I can point on the other end of the spectrum. We had New Orleans. Right. New Orleans, and again, these, these designated markets, they're not the city itself. They also include a lot of the areas around that. So New Orleans market... Uh, if I recall correctly, was strongly for Trump. I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think it was around 60% for Trump. That team was hitting on all cylinders last year after a year that they, you know, kind of weren't. Uh, the passion for that team obviously is high. That's a place that loves its team, and its team was ki- uh, killing it on the field. They tuned in. They tuned in big time. Um, they had one of the biggest increases we saw just period, and this was in a place where Trump was popular. Uh, Pittsburgh is the same deal. Pittsburgh had a whole lightning rod effect. They, the whole team stayed inside for the anthem one week. Um, right. Boycott the Steelers was big on Twitter and all this stuff. But the Pittsburgh Steelers were really good. They were one of the best teams in ball. Uh, and lo and behold, their fans watched more TV. When the Steelers were on, they watched more. And when the Steelers were off, they watched more. There's no getting around the fact that when the Steelers are good, Steelers fans are going to watch. Can't beat it. <laughs> you talk about... Uh team and area near and dear to my heart. I was 10 years in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I know how conservative that area is. And I also know Aaron was hurt a lot of last year too, Aaron Rodgers. So 
They didn't have the best of years. But talk about your findings from Green Bay. Yeah, and that one was – I was actually – I partner a lot with a reporter in, with, uh, in Milwaukee, and I was asking him about that because it stuck out to me as so interesting. Green Bay on paper didn't have a, a, a good season last year. Um, right. But it was interesting until the end. It's strong Trump country. There I'm almost positive it was about 60% uh, in his favor. Um, but what we found is that they their interest increased year over year. And in fact, they had the highest rating of any game in our analysis over the whole two-year period last year. Hmm. I can't tell you exactly what drove that, but it certainly does illustrate that politics be damned. If the team is playing in an interesting game, we're going to watch. Right back with more from Matt Wynn of USA Today. Fascinating stuff on Trump country and Trump effect on ratings, whether there was one or not. First, a word from Simply Safe. I'm a big fan of this home security company. They're ready for anything. If a storm takes out your power, they're ready. If an intruder cuts your phone line, they're ready. If you destroy your keypad or siren, they'll get you ready. Maybe it's overkill, but they're always ready. It doesn't cost an arm and a leg. It's 24 7 professional security monitoring, $14.99 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees. I recommend Simply Safe as a home security system to everyone I know. You got to check it out. Here's how to do it go to Simply Safe, all caps, S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash brand. My name, all caps, B R A N D T. That's simplysafe.com slash Brent. Protect your home and family today. Simplysafe.com slash Brent. Now, we should say overall, and you note this at the beginning of the, of the investigative piece that you and John Kelly wrote, that we have to acknowledge NFL ratings were down from the year before, and people could attribute it to many factors, which, of course, the, the people who want to will attribute it to players kneeling and Colin Kaepernick and protests. But you and I and everyone listening should know that we're in a different world right now. It's not your father's television world with <laughs> cord cord cutting with so many options. I have teenage sons. They don't even know what a TV is. They look at everything on their screens on the computer. Um, so I think we need to acknowledge, yes, there's been a dip in ratings, but the NFL to me, we'll get to this, the next question, but it is still King. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and that's something we wanted to make really clear in this piece too. I, in fact, I think there's a section that we end up putting in towards the end of our story where we just kind of ran down all the different ways that that remains true. Um, people can point to these ratings as the death of a sport or whatever, but that's, that's just not true. They remain the number one rated show year in, year out, week in, week out. I think last year I saw there was only one week when they weren't the number one uh, uh, show in that time slot or in that week. Uh, it's just, it's a ratings behemoth. You can't beat it. Yeah, we're sitting here on Tuesday, October 9th, where last night, in a blowout win, the Saints over the Redskins on Monday Night Football, I think, I don't know exact the number, but doubled, doubled the ratings. <laughs> this is a week five, uh, week five game that's a blowout, doubled the baseball ratings of a playoff game, and not just a playoff game, Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees. In the in the <laughs> so when you start looking at that, Saints Redskins blowout doubling Yankees Red Sox playoff game both on cable. So uh, yeah, I think it is. And and listen, I get asked all the time 
whether it's the protests, whether it's concussions, whether they're just too big and too behemoth, as you said, is there a decline coming for the NFL? I just can't see it. I mean, I lived in Europe for a while. It seemed like five-year-olds are mainlined soccer in their veins. <laughs> and I think that's the same here. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. you have, uh, you know, coming from a, a sort of less tunnel vision than I am, a theory why. Why are we so addicted to football, especially NFL football? Uh, well, I mean, God, I don't know if I can even fathom a guess. And I'll, I'll give you full context. I'm sitting here in Omaha, Nebraska, right? Okay. This is my hometown. We are a Nebraska football is religion mm-hmm. here. We had, I, I don't know how closely you follow the college football landscape, but this team, they, their first game of the year was canceled. They end up having right. to reschedule the game, just make one up in the middle of October, at the end of October, something like that. And there was an article in the local paper about uh, brides who are having their weddings ruined because that was the day that they picked to have the wedding, right? Right. Um, I don't know what it is, but it is, it's a fact. We, we love our football. It goes, it goes so much beyond, it's not just a sport. I'm a baseball fan, um, probably first and foremost. Uh, and, but that's just a, a different, you know, I turn on the, ch- the game, I watch it for a bit. I, oh, darn, they won, darn, they lost, whatever. It's fun. It keeps me busy. Nothing close to the, oh man, the, uh, the the workup that you get for a football game. Every game matters so much. I don't know what it is. I have no idea, but it's there. There's no denying it. Yeah, and the statistic that you alluded to in your in the last part of your piece, 37 of the top 50 rated shows in 2017 were NFL games. 37 <laughs> of the top 50. So that's an extraordinary number. Uh, let's spin it back to where we started as we finish up. President Trump, uh, you know, I know you're not a political reporter, but do you think every time he throws out something about NFL players and protesting and it's to distract? I mean, it, it seems to draw reaction, but I'm guessing, I'm sensing less and less reaction as it goes on. Uh, you know, I just, I couldn't even hope to answer that. I, I have no idea uh, what his motivations are. Um, you know, conversely, it could be an honest belief. It could be that he genuinely believes that players should be standing, that owners should be taking players who kneel uh, off the team. They should be fired. You know, who am I to even begin to guess at that stuff? Mm-hmm. But I think your point is it didn't affect ratings like people thought it would. And yeah. maybe one of those people who thought it would was him. <laughs> but, but, but it Could didn't. Be. Could be. And maybe as I'm saying this, maybe there was the uh, the boomerang effect where him bringing it up made people tune in. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's talk you could about argue that for that. a second. There was one finding in our story that I really... Uh, I, I almost wanted to make it the main finding where we zoomed in on that six week period last year at about exactly this time, uh, right. ranging from, you know, Trump going to that Senate uh, Luther Strange rally down in Alabama, um, calling for owners to fire the players who kneeled. Uh, we had his tweet storm uh, just lambasting the league. We had Mike Pence walking out. We had all that stuff going on almost exactly this time last year. When we looked at those ratings week to week to week to week, 
strong Trump, strong Clinton toss up and then compared them to what we saw the year previous. We did see a decline. Uh, no doubt. Uh, ratings went down from week two through week five or so. However, it was exactly the same decline we saw the year before. There was no, mm. even with all of that, you know, white hot heat going on, there was no noticeable difference in where people tuned in or how they tuned in or anything. Hmm. That to me is the strongest evidence we have here that this effect was absolutely minimal. So the comments in Alabama, the Mike Pence in the, at the Colts game, all that going on, players kneeling, Jerry Jones arm in arm with his, this is the time frame, right? This is what we're talking about a year ago yeah, now. Yeah. And well, no and, change. And, you know, I, I, go, go ahead. The, the one exception, to your point about a boomerang effect, the one exception, we saw the strong Trump area's ratings actually rise the week that hmm. Mike Pence walked out of that game. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't during a Sunday night football game, but it was that day. And on that day, strong Trump country was watching more football for some reason. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, that is. So, Matt, where do you come out on all this? <laughs> having done this piece, having done this <laughs> wonderful piece on the, the Trump effect really being no effect at all, where do, you, where do you come out on this and where do we go from here, if anywhere? You know, I, I, I really enjoy these stories where we can kind of take a, something that people wonder about or that we believe. If you would have asked me, I would have said there was probably an effect. You know, I expected to, to see something. I think I alluded earlier to the fact that we looked at this data through a hundred different lenses to try and see it. Um, right. It just wasn't there. Um, as far as where this, this goes from here, I am kind of curious about looking at this year. This is really the first year that we haven't, you know, in 2016, we had Kaepernick first starting this, these protests. We had a little bit of rumblings from uh, politicians and the like. Last year, we had this massive mm -hmm. blow up, excuse me, uh, and then, and then we've got this year, and everything indicates that ratings are on their way back up. I'd like to look at that too. I mean, it seems like that uh, that phenomenon that we're seeing these ratings go back up now indicates that this was driven by politics and not something like concussions. I mean, I would guess that it could mm -hmm. also be driven by bad football. I guess I don't know. If there's any notable injuries this year, but it seems to give us an extra. Um, factor to consider that we didn't have in this analysis and that might be kind of fun to look at too yeah and i think one of your conclusions and we're seeing that this year you just mentioned football's up with the, the very strong young quarterbacks and, and things going on in football now but sure i'm going to use a really bad phrase but football trumps trump <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just seems like yeah. The game, right? So the game, I can't think of a better word, unfortunately, than Trump's. Uh, everything else <laughs> uh, in terms of why people watch. There could be that Trump yeah. effect. I mean, that those Trump comments. There could be concussions. There could be protests. Eric Reed's now protesting in Carolina. So, but all we're talking about is pat mahomes and the rams high-flying offense mm -hmm. and all these things going on and drew Brees. It's, it's uh the game is so powerful yeah yeah and that does seem to be it again i mean just looking at those drops last year to a t they were all bad teams mm -hmm. that that's what accounted for it indianapolis with their no quarterback yeah that'll do it i wouldn't want to watch that either there's got to be something better to do um right you know phoenix 
same. They they weren't going anywhere. I wasn't going to watch. Oh, and if I yep. can say I'm boycotting to boot, great. Why not do it? Yeah, yep. I mean that's Houston, the main driver. No here. quarterback. Uh, right. I don't think there's any doubt there. Well, this has been great. I mean, really hearing about the Trump effect or not <laughs> from you. <laughs> I encourage people to check out this piece in USA Today. Matt Wynn and John Kelly put together a wonderful piece showing a year later where this is going. And, and we're still talking about it because Trump will still talk about it. But I think it's going to have less and less effect. Matt, this has been great. Thanks for joining the Business of Sports podcast. Really enjoyed your piece. No, thank you so much. Fascinating stuff on Trump country and whether football trumps all Trump. As we came to a conclusion that it did in this podcast about a piece on the Trump effect on ratings or not with Matt Wynn from USA Today. Now a word from LinkedIn Talent before we get to listener questions. LinkedIn Talent. You know, the right hire can make a huge impact on your business. So important to find that person. You could try posting on job boards, but you really have to be sure it's the right person. Find the person who will help your business grow in LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the largest professional network out there. Every day, people go there to grow professionally, discover job opportunities. Your job will get seen by the right people. Most LinkedIn members haven't visited job boards, but do think about new opportunities. Nine out of ten members of LinkedIn do, so you can only reach them at LinkedIn. A new hire is made every 10 seconds on LinkedIn. So hurry to LinkedIn.com slash BOS. That's for business sports, all caps, BOS. Get $50 off your first job post. That's LinkedIn.com slash BOS to get $50 off your first job post. LinkedIn.com slash BOS. Terms and conditions do apply. Now for your questions in the Ask Andrews part of the Business of Sports podcast, you call in Google Voice. It's 484-416-5654. Leave your question. I'll answer it here on the podcast. First question tonight is from David. Hi, my name is David. I was curious. The Packers don't have a specific owner, as you've mentioned many, many times. So where does all the money that they generate go to if it's not going to anybody's specific pocket as the shareholders don't receive a dividend? Thanks a lot. That's a good question. I get it all the time. There's no owner, as everyone knows, in Green Bay. And because there's not, where does the money go? Well, it goes to a central fund. They've called it different names over the years. When I was there, it was called the Preservation Fund because the worry was that we'd run out of money if we didn't get a good collective bargaining agreement or teams were able to spend so much more with ownership money, billionaires, than we didn't have. Now I think it's called something else, but it is well in the hundreds of millions range. It's money for rainy days. It's money to buy up property around Lambeau Field, Titletown. Here's the thing you have to know, and I know this sounds a little bit like a shill for the Packers, but all the money goes back into the organization. And that may include real estate purchases around Lambeau to stay healthy and competitive and economic parity with all the revenues coming in from other stadiums and around the league. But yeah, I mean, there's no owner to divert it to other resources. It goes into the building. It goes into the team. It is money that can't, as you said, can't be a dividend. People buy their $200 and $250 stock certificate. They don't get a dividend out of that. And yes, the Packers Preservation Fund, it may be called something else now. It was over $100 million when I was there. I think I heard it's somewhere over three, $400 million now. That's where it is, and that's where the stock sale money goes, and that's where the revenues go. And that's what I used to pay the players when I negotiated contracts. 
I knew that cash was not an issue. Let's go to another question. This is from Brian. Hi, Andrew. This is Brian Scroggins. Thanks for taking our questions. So I'm going to be graduating law school in the April of next year, and the firm I'm going to work for, they don't specialize in sports law right now. And, I mean, maybe I should have done it during my undergrad years or in the summers in law school, but right now I don't have time, I guess, to go work for a sports law firm or an agency to learn the business. So I was wondering what kind of you know, side hustles or projects you would recommend to get some experience in the space. I know you have experience both with the team, scouting, and with um, being an agent as well. So is there any kind of advice on side hustles or projects that I could pursue would be helpful? Thank you. Yeah, Brian, I get this question all the time, whether it's from people emailing me, from my students at school, from people here. Uh, you know, getting into the business is tough. Sports, everybody wants to get into it, especially, I'm not a good example, because especially when people be agents, they want to work for teams. It's not easy. Of course, you know, you have to ask this question. If you want to be an agent, what makes you different? Why would a player sign with you? And don't tell me you love sports and you're smart and you have a good suit on and a good smile. No. Why would an a someone sign with you? And usually the players want to know, who do you have? What have you done for other players like me? Those kind of things. So it is a tough business. Same on the team side. Why would a team hire you? And maybe you come from a big law firm that they've used before. Maybe you've done some work through a law firm. That's usually how it happens on the legal side. On the business side, again, people have to know you somehow for some experience that was related to working for a team. Here's what I say, whether it's your main hustle, side hustle, is what I tell everyone. If you want to get a job in sports, or this would apply to anything, two, four words. Go narrow, go deep. Go narrow, go deep. Don't tell me you love sports. Don't tell me you want to be a GM. Don't tell me you want to be an agent. What is different, right? So what is going to be different about you, the way you want to manage a team, the way you want to manage players? What's your special sauce? What's something that will make players or teams or anyone in the sports business stand up and notice? I know a lot of young people listen, well, I don't really have that. Well, find it. Whether it's something with analytics, something with cap analysis or cap management, something the way to negotiate contracts, something that's going to be new and different, something that team management is starting to do and not doing well enough, all these kind of things. <clears throat> and as a lawyer on your side hustle, you've got to figure that out on your own. And that's a good way to do it because you've got an income coming in and you can spend your time working on your passion. Sports is a great job. It's love, especially an agent, but if you've got to be a young person because you go through so many ups and downs, it's tough to have a family. But I highly recommend it. I think it's great, and good luck to you. Hope you enjoyed the listener question part of the podcast. I'll do it every week. Just call in with your questions, 484-416-5654. I'll answer them here on the pod. Ask Andrew. That's a new segment. It's been around something that I enjoy doing. Finally, another word from Bet Online. October, we know what that means. NFL, college football, now the Major League Baseball playoffs, every pitch, every swing, every play. You don't want to miss out on any of the action, so head over to betonline.ag. Make your online wagers. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Promo code PODCAST1, all caps. You receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. That's PODCAST1. Get your 50% sign-up bonus today. Again, this is it. October, we got it all. We got MLB playoffs, NFL, college BetOnline AG, your online sportsbook experts and the exclusive partner of the Podcast One Sportsnet. 
Use promo code PODCAST1, 50% sign-up bonus today, betonline.ag. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Really hope you're enjoying it. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Brand. You can not see me, but listen to me on Thursday Night Football through Amazon Prime, providing business and legal insider comments to Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer doing those games on Prime. Please tune in. I'll check in now and then during the games with some business insights. Listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us a good rating if you would. Stitcher, tune in, RossTucker.com, wherever you hear podcasts. Thanks to Brian Neal, my producer extraordinaire, and I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Thanks for listening to The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also get additional insider insight by listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and College Draft Podcast, all at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts are found.